it's real easy to get into the weeds when talking about uh, pensions and how they impact uh, workers and taxpayers alike. Uh, one guy who has uh, been really uh, delving deep into those weeds for years now uh, is State Senator uh, Robert Martwick, former state representative Robert Martwick. Uh, Senator, thanks for taking time with us today. Uh, yeah, it's been years you've been deep into this, looking at all kinds of different angles and how we can save money, how we can correct some of the problems, uh, and some of the things you've already done at the State House in a bipartisan measure uh, have uh, attacked the issue to some degree. Before we delve into what you got passed recently, let's talk about the uh, the pension buyout program uh, that you and uh, Republican State Representative Mark Batnick really uh, spearheaded. Uh, how How's that looking now? And thanks uh, for taking time with us here on WMAY. Thanks, Greg. It's always good to be with you. And uh, yeah, thanks for bringing up the buyout program. Uh, you know, that was uh, Representative Batnick and I just sort of recognizing um, the the nature of the problem. Supreme Court saying that that pensions are a promise and they, they cannot be diminished. So we found a way to uh, create an option for employees, nothing forced upon them, but something that could be beneficial for them to choose, meaning they could sell their future benefit for a discounted present cash value buyout. And, you know, for a lot of people, whether you had a disabled child or you just had a secure retirement, you wanted to pull some of that money forward, uh, buy that vacation home you'd always dreamed about in your senior years, it was a good option. And so, you know, it was dependent about how many people took that option to sell their pension benefits back to the state. Um, but the uptake has been great. It's been about 25% of employees who've been offered it, and the long-term projected savings are about a billion dollars now. And they're they're we're considering reopening another window to get more employees, uh, give them that option. So uh, hopefully, even more savings to come. So uh, that's just one element uh, that uh, has been involved in trying to find some savings for taxpayers when it comes to the uh, the pensions. Uh, but you're also looking at something, of course, with Tier 2, uh, and that was uh, implemented uh, back in 2011, a, a different tier for state employees coming in uh, as new hires moving forward. Uh, but one thing that you found in the past uh, nine years or so is, uh, of course, it's not as generous as Tier 3, uh, but what kind of problems does that uh, possibly mean for further down the road when some of the Tier 2 employees start to retire, and how are you looking to address that? Well, yeah, thank you, and that, that is a, uh, that's exactly right. So, you know, a pension is obviously is just a form of retirement savings, and when the legislature corrected what they thought were over-generous payments or over-generous benefits, they instituted these new uh, benefits. And I think a lot of people don't realize that every employee hired after January 1st, 2011 is on a dramatically uh, lower benefit schedule. And in fact, those benefits are so low that they could create another problem in the future, right? And this seems to be Illinois' problem, is that we, we find a short-term solution and it creates a long-term problem. And that problem is, is uh, it, it, it builds upon the fact that the vast majority of Americans now are not saving enough money for their retirement. A recent study said up to half of Americans have no retirement savings at all, which is just mind-boggling, right? Well, what happens is, is when... Americans get to their retirement age and they haven't saved sufficiently, they do two things. One is they need benefits from the state 
which become, you know, to get by. They need public assistance and public aid, and, and that creates a burden on future taxpayers. And number two, um, the, just from the point of the economy, they don't have any money to spend, and that slows down the economy and slows growth. So it's really a long-term problem. And, and so, you know, one of the things we really need to do is we need to encourage all Americans, whether you're in the private sector or the public sector, to save for their own retirement. Because as I said, this new pension benefit that everyone for the last 11 years has been hired on to is not sufficient to sustain them in their retirement. So they need to save their own money. So what we did, um, passed a bill in the Senate, it's now in the House, it would create a system of automatic enrollment in supplemental, what we call deferred compensation savings. And so it doesn't cost the government anything um, it costs the pension systems a small amount of money in administration compared to their larger pot. And what it does is it, it now when a new employee is hired on, a new teacher, a new university employee, a new state government employee, they're automatically enrolled in, in uh, supplemental savings. They don't have to opt in. They, they're, they're automatically saving. If they choose to opt out, that's their business, they can do it. But we're going to get them doing what is everyone believes is the best practice get them saving early, saving their money so it can build compound interest and they can build a nice nest egg for themselves. We're talking with Democratic State Senator Robert Martwick here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. And when we talked about this previously, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of reminded me that I know I'm not saving enough for retirement and I need to do more. Uh, and I'm in the private sector. Uh, and I think that uh, yeah. a lot of people hearing this, a private public sector doesn't matter. Everybody needs to be saving more for retirement uh, because uh, that will, as you mentioned, uh, lessen the burden on taxpayers down the road if people have a good uh, retirement to uh, to take care of themselves. Um, Senator, uh, of course, that's just one uh, small element that could help alleviate the burden. Uh, what else can be done, uh, especially at the state house where you've got uh, people raising the alarm about local municipal uh, pensions as well? Uh, and when I talked with a, a Springfield alderman, he had made the suggestion of uh, taxing retirement over a hundred thousand uh, dollars because he he kind of compared the 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 guy flipping burgers at a, at a restaurant paying income tax, but the former police officer who's getting six figures in retirement doesn't pay any income tax on that. How do we correct some of those imbalances? Well, and, and you know, I, I think that the bottom line is is we we've got a a bleak fiscal outlook for the state of Illinois on our current trajectory between now and 2045, which is that's the year that we're supposed to fully pay back our state pensions, not our locals. Those can go on longer. But the year that we're supposed to fully pay back our state pensions. So just from the state government perspective, we fall a quarter of a trillion dollars short of the revenue we need to balance our budgets between now and then, right? A cumulative quarter of a trillion. Let me let me repeat that. That's with a T, Greg, not with a B. <laughs> $250 billion short. So we certainly need to figure out how we're going to, you know, we're going to need to do a lot of things. And I think realistically speaking, you know, it, it's not, it's not magic, right? Government is, is especially state government is a little simpler than that. We're going to have to figure out a way to pay back our debts in a way that is responsible. But at the same time, we're going to have to figure out revenue and we're going to have to figure out expenses. As, as you might remember, I was the chief sponsor of the fair tax because I thought that that would be a good way to raise the revenue that we needed to balance our budgets while giving the middle class and 
lower income people some tax relief. Um, but our voters chose not to accept that. So now we're going to have to consider other measures. Um, I, I don't know about a retirement tax. Um, I, I've heard so many different variations of a retirement tax. Right. Um, you, you bring up the, the six-figure, let's say, superintendent of schools or police chief that's getting this big pension and not paying taxes on it. I would also say, too, that you have a lot of people in the investment world that retire extraordinarily young, right? Because they make millions and millions of dollars and the way that their income is structured, it's all put into deferred, uh, you know, uh, savings that, that, so they're taking smaller salaries than what they're actually earning. And so they're able to pull enormous amounts of money as retirement income and not pay the the state any taxes. And, And what you said, when you look at that, um, and like you said, you compare that to, say, someone who is 75 years old and is still working to make ends meet, and they're making $15 an hour. We're taxing them, but we're not taxing the people we just talked about. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of solutions, and I think it's something that we're going to have to work our way through. Um, but, but we definitely need to continue working on the, the long-term math. And like I said, hopefully – the deferred comp thing and and uh, secure choice, which is a private sector version of that, helping people prepare for their retirement. As we get down that that path, we can improve the economy of the state by making sure people are well prepared for their retirement. And those decisions, those tough decisions, will be a little bit easier then. Do we anticipate uh, any kind of uh, other than the deferred compensation for tier two um, public sector employees? And that's not for all of public sector. It's just for a small subsection, right? For the Uh, bill you passed. So that's right. So the bill that I passed, um, so we already have all the state employees are now automatically enrolled. This will automatically enroll every K through 12 employee. Uh, So every person who works at uh, kindergarten through High school, all the teachers and staff will now be automatically enrolled in savings, as will every state university and community college employee. So we're talking a big chunk, um, but we're not done there. We're going to expand this, and my my goal is by next year to have passed uh, this legislation to affect every new public sector employee, whether you work for uh, some municipality or you're a police officer or a firefighter, you're automatically be getting this enrollment and deferred comp. Again, if you choose to opt out, that's your business, but we're going to make sure that, that you at least start saving early. And, uh, uh, and so that way you can build up that nest egg that you're going to need. And, and obviously we all need to be considering um, how we best get that nest egg ourselves. Uh, Senator Robert Martwick here on the WMAY morning news feed. Is this a bridge to possibly having uh, just moving all new hires to 401ks and getting away from the, uh, the, the, the pension system altogether. Is that even a, a viable option down the road? Well, I mean, everything's an option. Um, future general assemblies can do whatever they choose. Um, the bottom line is that a, a well-managed pension system is actually um, a, a, is, is a better alternative for both the, the employer, and in, in this instance, the employer is you and me, Greg. It's right. the taxpayers, <laughs> right? Yeah. As well as for, <laughs> yeah, right. As well as for the employee, uh, pension systems are when they're run well are far better than like 401k style. That doesn't mean that there isn't value to those, and it doesn't mean you can't run one really well. And that's my hope with these deferred comp programs, but. Um, you know, there's always that choice, right? The trade-off is is that if you don't manage it well, 
you'd have been better off being in a 401k. But since the advent of that tier two that you mentioned from 2010, um, that system, that new system has been run very well, so long, well that the cost to the taxpayer for, in many instances is zero. That means it costs us nothing to provide a future retirement benefit to our employees. That's a big difference from the previous system, which was really run poorly. But we still owe that debt to that system, and that's what we're trying to solve. State Senator Robert Martwick, uh, I could talk with you for hours about pension stuff. Uh, always appreciate connecting, and we'll see you back down here this afternoon. Senate's back in at 4. Uh, so we'll see you when you yeah, get back. Yeah, I'm right? on my way. All right, be Thanks, safe. Greg. Yep. Great talking to you. Yep, take care.